You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocals of Cryptopsy. You're listening to my podcast, Vox and Hops, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. I had so much fun yesterday with the boys from Ingested on the very first live stream Vox and Hops full band interview. It was a blast. Thank you for everyone that tuned in, that sent me some questions. Thank you to the boys of Ingested for doing this with me. It is always a pleasure. They are seriously one of my favorite bands to tour with, and I can't wait till all of this is done and gone so that we can start hanging out again. Speaking of a hangout, tomorrow night on April 16th at 8 p.m. is this week's Vox and Hops Thirsty Thursday Virtual Hang. I look forward to this every week. It is always good to hang out with some of the Vox and Hops alumni, you Vox and Hops heads, and many of my friends. Please come hang out. In the description of this podcast is the Zoom link for this week's meeting. This is available for everyone, anyone. Feel free to invite your friends. Come hang out with me, some of the Vox and Hops alumni, and other Vox and Hops heads. It's always a blast. I recorded today's episode back in the normal days before COVID-19. It is very refreshing to return to those times in my mind. On today's episode, I am with Metsu Biddy B of Terra Mobile. Here it is, Vox and Hops episode number 129. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everybody? Today I'm with Matthew Biribi from Unhuman and from Terra Mobile. That's it. Super great to be with you. It's same for me, man. How are you? Let's start at the beginning. Classic Vox and Hops question. All right. What is the soundtrack of your youth when you were growing up in your parents' house? Or when you were growing up, what was the music that played in the house you lived in? Uh, you mean my parents' music? Exactly. Fucking shitty music. <laughs> French Western music. It's the shittiest fucking music you can ever hear in your life. I don't know if you know any of them, but well, name them off. Let's see. Uh, no, Marcel Martel and shit like that. Like seriously, you wouldn't know. I no. It's it's disgusting music. <laughs> it's not well recorded and it's cheesy and. There's not much to say about it. <laughs> so that's what they listen. I didn't have cool parents who listened to Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, and Black Sabbath. No fucking way. Then where did you discover cool music? In school with my friends. Uh, my my very best buddy at the moment, Mathieu Malte, when I was a kid. Man, uh, we, uh, we just... Uh, it's Nirvana, I think, was the first one we discovered. We were pretty young. And fuck, man, I was like, okay, yeah, that's it. I think we got something here. Yeah. <laughs> and then just, yeah, that's it. Uh, that's a, the first one. Not my parents' music. Was it, was it refreshing to get something of your own? Yeah. Well, come on, it's Nirvana, man. <laughs> Dude, it's fucking Nirvana. When you're a kid and you hear your parents' music and then next... The first thing that really gets you going is fucking Nirvana, man. Yeah. What was it about it that just captivated you so much? The distortion and the screaming, I would say. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's the chaos, I guess. I like chaos. Did you have an interest for music before that? Kind of always. I've always liked the sound of music, uh the sight of seeing people play music. Even if it was country or something, the you know seeing live musicians, I've always loved that. And um, yeah, I mean, 
No, my mom didn't only listen to French Western music. She listened to Jerry Boulet and stuff like that. So, no, a few songs here and there that were good, you know, but uh, but mostly was shit. <laughs> but there was always music playing in the house, though. Always, all the time. So, yeah. So, yeah, Nirvana was something else. It was the, the girl that uh, looked after me. My, my mom didn't go out that much, but... One night she went out with uh, her boyfriend uh, and uh, the girl that was uh, babysitting me, uh, Monique, lived right in front of my house. And she was older uh, and it was that night that Kurt Cobain died. No way. So she was fucking crying in the living room. You didn't know. I didn't know. No, no, I didn't know it yet. But that's that's exactly what got me listening to that music because now it would just be playing Nirvana and shit. And I'm like, yeah, man, that's pretty cool. I was 10 years old. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. You mentioned you like watching, even if it was country music. Do you remember the first time you saw someone perform on a stage? Oh, man. Yeah, I think it, the one of the oldest memories I got, yeah, it was like that. It was a trucking festival down at my place in Nouvelle. Um, and they had these country bands playing on a... Uh, like a flatbed truck? Exactly, yeah. And uh, fuck, I gotta find this, the the exact song because it's probably not the first one I saw, but it's the one I could really remember. I could close my eyes and remember. And I wasn't very old. I was probably like five or six. Fuck. Uh, what's that? I can't remember, man. <laughs> Too many alcohols and drugs in that fucking head. <laughs> Since then, <laughs> there's been a lot. <laughs> What instrument did you gravitate towards first? Cause it, Guitar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I bought a bass like fucking 12 years ago. It's guitar. But it was an old uh, acoustic guitar that my mom's boyfriend gave me. Fucking like five holes in it. And it was beat up, but still. And like three strings were missing. So I only had the big strings. But it's the, f- the first I played was guitar, but I would play bass on that fucking stupid guitar. I would slap the shit out of it, too. I'm like, but I didn't, I never heard that before. So I think I, I invented slap. <laughs> That's you, you, it. You, you hear <laughs> that? Fuck Primus, fuck everybody. <laughs> I invented slap. What what songs were you playing? What covers were you doing? Uh, Nirvana. When, when it started, it was, uh, yeah, Nirvana. Pretty much. I mean, and after that, well, just like whatever played back then, fucking Rage Against the Machine or uh, Silverchair. I love that band. Uh, Green Day, whatever played. Offsprings. Yeah. Covers like every other fucking kids of my age. When, when did the extremities come in? When did you discover extreme music? What? Where did it go from Nirvana to Silverchair? What was the next big extreme music? I think uh, one of the first ones it was I think when I heard Brutal Truth for the first time, Sounds of the Animal Kingdom, I'm like, fuck still not fast enough, still not, not loud enough Are you kidding? <laughs> that's fucking fast and that's pretty loud. <laughs> How did you but, jump from that to that though? That's a big, that's a big step. Uh, you know what? Fuck, I moved in Ontario when I was like um, I think it was like 13, maybe 12, 13. Moved there for a year and uh, yeah, we, I don't know. I liked uh, this these these kind of bands I just said. And and when I came back, my friends were like a year older. I moved there for a year, 
And uh, yeah, they all discovered these fucked up bands. Well, not all of them, but some of them. I'm like, yeah, fuck. Okay, so that's how I, I got into uh, listening to more extreme. And one of the first ones was actually Cryptopsy. Because I didn't start like the usual uh, metalhead listening to fucking Suffocation and whatever old bands. I my Yeah, it was Cryptopsy, uh, Whisper Supremacy. And after that, it's kind of hard to go like behind and start listening to the you know the, the less extreme shit and yeah i like i like music when it's not square and when it's you know <laughs> uneven <laughs> so yeah 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 that's how i jumped and uh yeah man right away i was like okay and i like deftones too a lot and i think that's one of the band that made the difference between uh you know softer music And extreme music because I don't know if you like Deftones, but dude, Steph Carpenter's riffs are just out of this world. It's it's always dissonant and it's like even Abe's drumming is pretty fucked up for that kind of music. It sounds square, but it's not. It, but it's not, and, and it, it, yeah, they have very dissonant chords and shit. Like if you listen to a uh, Korea, uh, like this, this, it's just crazy it's like uh it's almost like when you listen to gorguts you know at, at one point without the crazy drummings and the shit but i mean yeah exactly uh how did you develop your playing when did you get uh how did, what what steps did you take to keep become a better player at one point uh i moved Uh, to Yuri's place in Saint Cyrilien. Shout out to uh, Yuri Raymond. Yeah, exact. Yuri the Beast Raymond at the at the 485 Comtois. It's a very legendary fucking place. I'm sure you've been there. I believe I have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in Saint Cyrilien. Anyway, yeah, I moved there with him, and I just I, I had discovered like. Uh, crazy bands and all that but uh when i lived there i obviously listened to a lot of it uh with yuri and uh, i met a lot of people too you know that were into the music scene and shit and um yeah man uh when i heard the the first time i heard uh dillinger escape plan and beneath the massacre and all these bands then i locked myself in the basement for like six months and i started doing tapping and sh and and fucked up sounds with my guitar and after six months when i opened the door i was like yeah okay that's it i'm ready to face the world with some crazy <laughs> shit man <laughs> and that's it yeah and uh yuri hooked me up with some musicians and uh, we I, i went into a an already existing band yeah the montreal scene is so prolific There are so many amazing bands that have come from here. Why do you think that is? I get asked this question a lot. I, I have my answer for it. I'm wondering what yours is. It's the cold weather. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the uh, cold weather. Uh, like you get 40 below and then six months after you get fucking 40 degrees. So it, I think it's the 80 degree difference <laughs> within six months. I don't know. That's that's my theory. Because there's just so many. There's like a healthy sense of competition. I think there are many, many bands everywhere else. They're, it's just that they suck, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, no. But it, it, I think uh, we have a lot of fucked up bands here. That's for sure. Um, Known all across the globe, you know. But I, I think now it's because they were inspired by 
the first fucked up bands we had here, like Voivod. I mm-hmm. personally, I don't know Voivod that much, but they're an they were influential band. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then after that, we had like many more, like Cryptopsy, like fucking Iron Dissonance, Gorgots, like all these bands, dude. You don't find that shit anywhere else. Not back then, you know. So they inspired a lot of bands all over the world, but they just inspired bands from here to make that kind of music. You know, that's what I think. I always end up t- bringing it back to both two things: City de Mille and the BCI shows. Yeah, those two places were breeding grounds. Yeah, for, definitely for encounters and experiences, especially City de Mille. Yeah, and for people that don't know that, that is a classic uh, jam rehearsal. It's like I guess it would be like uh, going to the Rainbow in LA. I guess <laughs> <laughs> they need better uh, beer, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of beer, I brought this for you. I actually right. asked you. I said, uh, "What style of beer do you like?" He's like, "I don't like IPAs." <laughs> so I found this. I've been wanting to drink it, so I'm happy I found it. This is called Bonbon. It is a Belgian bon strong bon. Bon. <laughs> a Belgian strong ale brewed with candy sugar. This is from uh, Microbrasserie Cat Origins or Four Origins Microbrew. Let's see what it's got. It clocks in at nine percent ABV. It's pretty dark in here. You can't read, huh? I'm just getting old. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. Uh, let's talk about uh, craft beer. Are you a craft beer enthusiast while I pour this out? Yeah. I, well, not that much. I was at one point when I lived with Yuri back then, and then uh, I got hooked on scotch. <laughs> then I just lost everything. <laughs> I started listening to Tom Waits and uh, drank scotch, and then uh, my my life was never the same after that. <laughs> you went too dark. Yeah, yeah. Very dark. Okay, let's, let's see what it's got. Cheers. Cheers, man. It smells uh, candy. It smells like, like, like malty candy. It smells like ass, but I think it's because my finger was too close and I <laughs> kind of scratched my ass five minutes ago. It, it has a nice, um, almost like a Coca-Cola color, like a light, uh, lighter, yeah, but lighter uh, between uh, brown and black. Uh, like a, a watered-down Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. It smells sweet, malty. That's all right. It tastes boozy, but you you don't feel the nine percent at all. I, I'm not the best guy to say. Yeah, it tastes like this. Yeah. It's yeah. all subjective. It tastes like I'm gonna have to have a piss in like ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about those beers that you drank with Yuri back in the day, living in Saint Mont Saint Hilaire. Oh man, many. <laughs> <laughs> he made me discover that that kind of yeah the craft beers and uh, we there was a dipanel not too far. Uh, where I actually worked one winter, um, they had like a shitload of craft beers. So uh, we would go there, and sometimes we would spend fucking forty-five minutes in the store. And we would just go in the fridge in the back and start talking about other shit. We'd stay in there for like forty-five minutes, and we're like, "Yeah, let's get some beers." Yeah, sure. And then, so every day was uh, different beers, tasting different beers. And uh, I liked it back then. Well, you know, it's like when you discover it, you know. I used to love uh, riding my bike when I was five, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of lost the interest when I met drugs and alcohol, you know. (laughs) Let's touch on this. You you keep talking about liking drugs and alcohol. (laughs) No, I'm just, just, that's, yeah, that's the reference. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm a good boy. Has there ever been a time that you, you dove too deep? 
Ah, well, <laughs> not too deep, but uh, I kind of picked up myself uh, right at the at the right time. I would say before, yeah, I was a I was quite a party animal at one point in my life. <laughs> I worked in bars, and yeah, I liked. I really enjoyed partying back then. What would be the lowest point? Fuck, I don't know how to explain that. You wouldn't want me to explain that. Like, actually, uh, nah. <laughs> it's, I didn't. I didn't start sucking dicks for drugs. You know, <laughs> shit like that. Not even close. But, <laughs> uh, but, but no. It was. It was just too intense. Uh, very, uh, very bad for uh, for my health. You know, when you go like three days without sleeping and partying and like rock and roll yeah, yeah. That's, crazy that, that would happen very often so that's you know I always I still I always went to work and I, like I was never close to even fucking living in the street or whatever but it was just very intense and uh, I, I don't regret it but I'm I'm very happy that now I I don't want to go out anymore. Never, ever. <laughs> That's why I built myself a studio and uh, fuck everything else. <laughs> Which is where we're actually recording this yeah, episode exactly. for everyone listening at home. Yeah. What uh, steps did you take to turn yourself around? First, I stopped working in bars. <laughs> that's that's a that's a good move because I always worked in construction up until I was 29, and then I decided to work in bars. I started working at Bistro Jojo first. I was a fucking mess, man. <laughs> I just, I couldn't believe all my life I was used to getting up at five in the morning. And I was like, fuck, I don't even need an alarm clock anymore. <laughs> fucked up. I start working and I would work a day shift first, but I would get up at like fucking 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock to open the bar. And, and then I would do sound at night. Which I've never done before, but they say, oh, you can do sound. You're a musician. You could do sound. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> Not. <laughs> but uh, I ended up doing sound for like a year and a half there every night. <laughs> and I would do the bar shift during the day. And then uh, at night, yeah, do the sound and then waste all that money and come back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> they, they had you. They had me, but it wasn't, it wasn't them. I was the, even when it started, I was like the dirtiest motherfucker <laughs> anyway i just i'm an extreme person when i, you when I get it, that, yeah. if i get into something i fucking get into it and it's 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 rarely the good things i really extremely get into <laughs> it's it's you discovered that beneath the massacre dillinger escape oh, plan yeah. you hung out in the basement for behold six the months. octopus behold the octopus was just learning how to tap yeah oh, so yeah. you have like a bit of an obsessive personality kind of but but after that i can go with like i'm not the kind of guy who's gonna sit down every day and practice and play like you know i and a bit i'm with uh forest which is a very different musician. Like, he works during the day, but he still plays probably eight hours a day. He plays his bass at least eight hours a day. That's beside his day job. Wow. So just a huge shout out for everyone listening at home. Uh, you're in a band with Dominique Forest-Lapointe, who is uh, one of Montreal's most prolific oh, yeah. bassists. He's in many, many, many projects. We can't name them all, man. <laughs> no, he's, he's, the, he's a very, very busy man. Very, very talented. When you started forming... Very nice guy, too. I mean, so humble. It's crazy. With the talent he has, I've met assholes in my life that didn't have the a tenth of of the talent he has and they were like just acting like they were the shit he's the he's the nicest guy man 
It must have been an easy choice when setting up Terramobile to join with him. Man, of course. Uh, we, we struggled finding a basis. Me and Alex, when we started... We tried uh, two guys, and uh, they kind of thought it was hard maybe at the beginning. To, and I, I'm not a good teacher. To sit down and explain, like, what's going on. Man, I don't know. I don't even know myself what I'm playing. <laughs> I'm fucking I'm drawing squares and triangles on my neck and just whatever sounds. Yeah, it sounds good. Perfect. But you and Alex have such a cohesive relationship. Alex oh, yeah. Dupra, the yeah, drummer. Yeah, exactly. Of both Unhuman and of Terramobile, someone that you've been playing with, playing with for years and years. I, you know, first day we started playing together, I, it's like, yeah, I found, uh, I found the guy I'm, I'm gonna create music with until I don't do music anymore. Because you have such like a connection, just easy. You don't have to explain to him. No, but, but trying to find a basis. We just look forest. at each other. We start songs. There's no tick, tick, tick. It's just fucking go. It's crazy, and we we really enjoy doing that music together. He uh, he made me discover uh, so many bands that were like out of of, of what. Uh, I liked, you know, but it's crazy, man. I, I owe him a lot for, you know, what I like and what I do now. Yeah. So trying to find a basis was difficult trying to show it someone because you and Alex don't have to do that. Yeah. And the, the first idea we had was for bass was uh, like, like Converge. Like just oh, cool. More simple. Yeah. Simple with a pick and fucking distorted bass. Then we yeah we had a hard time and one day uh, Forrest came to see Alex and me at, at Cité de Mille. Well, he was already there and he stopped by and we played a song or two and then uh, we went outside the room. We had a cigarette, me and uh, and uh, Dominic. And he goes, "Yeah, did you find a bass player?" I'm like, "Fuck no, man. We had a hard time." He goes, "Yeah, well, you know, it sounds pretty good. Uh, maybe uh, talk to Alex if you guys are interested. Maybe I'll join in." I'm like. <laughs> I don't think I need to ask Alex. <laughs> I think uh, that's going to be it. <laughs> so yeah, man. And the 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 first uh, EP was already it was all written guitar and, and drums. Dude, he composed that bass in a few months, and it was just like fuck. And like one of the songs, it's the la la. <laughs> I don't even know. What it's so funny, <laughs> musicians. We have we have our number <laughs> yeah. system. It was the first song we ever wrote. I didn't even want it on the album. I'm like, yeah, Alex, let's drop that one out. And then, ooh, when uh, Forrest uh, played that song, I was like, fuck, that's one of the best songs we have now. I'm a huge fan of what you guys have done. Uh, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah honestly, I, well, yeah. we've done shows together. And yeah, yeah, yeah I, I always, I that's that's one of the best feelings. And like doing metal, when I'll do money or shit like that, I'll get my dick sucked after every show but <laughs> the joy of 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 playing live and seeing somebody you, you respect musically like and he's right in front of you and he's fucking smiling and you know you know he's liking it and you're like fuck yeah that's the reason why i'm doing this shit and fuck you guys yeah. released the ep and an album yeah exactly a short album <laughs> because yeah it's a, well it's a lot of work to, like to do a 60 minute album of Terra Mobile man and it's really extreme yeah it's extreme and, and uh, I don't know it's at one point sometimes I I I can't write shit I try and and I'm the kind of person that I don't want to force that 
it's hard it's hard for other people around you when you when you're like that but i'm like yeah man i'd try i'm not gonna i'm not gonna record shitty riffs just for the fuck of recording shitty riffs you know like so it takes time yeah it should just be quality and honestly when it's that extreme it's our, it's almost hard to listen to exactly like when as, you have 30 as, a, minutes, as, a, uh, as a listener you know yeah i like i love car bomb mm, but fuck i wouldn't listen five hours of uh like a, a five hour album of car bomb it's like you meant <laughs> beneath the massacre i yeah. i enjoy appreciating 20 minutes the, is good enough <laughs> i like one song at a time and then i need a break yeah to just to just appreciate even Gor- it. even gorguts which is like one of my favorite bands like to go like to go through uh gorguts obscura like the whole thing yeah man i'm not sure sometimes i stop in the middle you know but some other bands that are extreme i can go through an album no like dillinger escape plan i can listen to miss machine twice in a row <laughs> but, but it has but it has moves yeah exactly but Whereas, it's still pretty fucking extreme <laughs> yes but there's those little breaks yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. give your your, exactly, your mind yeah. a break whereas terramobile is just pure yeah yeah it's like a unrelentless <laughs> you know what a terramobile is it's a fucking laser because uh when we started the band alex and i uh we we wanted to call it something like laser it has because we're just stupid human beings <laughs> we just like fucking lasers yeah man and like when dominic joined and we like we had to find a name and we sat down me and Alex were like fuck we can't call that laser obviously <laughs> so i started typing on the internet like laser shit and then i was reading something and then i I found that Terramobile. I'm like, fuck yeah, that sounds great. And it's like a, a, a mobile laser. It's an ultra powerful laser that um, they can move fucking clouds with it. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's crazy shit. So all the all the the name of the tracks, they all have something to do with this, but I don't know what they mean. Which is great because there's no vocalist. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. What is coming up for Terramobile? You guys released everything independently. Yeah. Why was that decision? Why didn't you guys try to go out? Is it is it the idea uh, that this is only going to be a project here? Is it yeah, becoming a I don't touring want, band? I, like, see, like, I think uh, Dominic would have wanted to tour with that more than me. But I've always made it clear that uh, I'm not going to tour. Talk me through that. What, why, what, what is it about touring? I would, like? I would have done it when I was 20. But one of the things I like the most in life is sleeping in my clean sheets every night. <laughs> you could bring your clean sheets yeah, to someone's but house. No, it's not like that. Yeah, but I still have someone's stinky fucking feet like five, five feet away from me. <laughs> Are you afraid of the party animal coming back? Is that, is that a part of it? Oh, or? no, I can do that here. No problem. <laughs> no, no, because I would, no, I would make uh, like less money on tour. I think it'd be better. <laughs> Obviously, yes. Yeah. So, no, 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 no. I don't need to go away to be a party animal. Okay. No, no. It's the, I like comfort. I like my job, man. I love what I do. Uh, renovation. Uh, man, I've been working uh, for my boss for almost 17 years now. Wow. I did other things in between, but still, I started working for him. Uh, Nowadays, it's like not, it doesn't happen anymore in this day and age. Yeah, exactly. I'm a loyal person. If you're, if you're a good person with me, I will be loyal. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I enjoy doing that. I like stability, kind of. And uh, yeah, touring is not, a, I don't think it would be for me. I, I, I was also scared that I would turn into an asshole. 
if I sat in a fucking van for 30 days with the same guys, like it might fuck up our relationships and it would be most of it because of me, you know, I'm not an asshole, but it would be your fault. But, but I, I could see myself turning into one if I sit in a fucking van with the same four guys for a month. Well, you get sick of some shit sometimes. Yeah, that's for sure. exactly. I like taking a shit in, in in my house, having a cigarette while I'm taking a shit and, and enjoying whatever. Uh, I'm a fucking princess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fat, ugly princess, but I'm still one. So <laughs> Are you guys doing a new album, a new EP? Yeah, I'm working on it. Uh, it's taken a lot of time. What? Yeah, so talk me through your writing process. Where do riffs come from? I don't know, man. It, I don't know. Sometimes it takes a lot of time before uh, I can find other good new riffs. But uh, I don't fucking know where they come from because I would look there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> does it come? Does it come while you're holding the guitar, or is it something that comes into your mind best, first? You know the the best way for me is to go to Cité de Mid with Alex, maybe have a puff and uh, have some wine or a beer, and then just start playing. And obviously, something good's gonna. It's going to show up at one point and they're like, fuck, okay, that was good. Cool. And also what is very good when you do that is to record it because the next time everything is gone. I was about, I was about to ask you, how do, how do you remember that? I don't. How, how, many, so, how, many, how many songs have you lost? Fuck, at least a thousand. <laughs> no, but it's, it, it's never complete songs because once I, once a song is built, I, I'll never forget it. Mm -hmm. like, I could not play it for like four years and I would probably pick it up if I listen to it. It wouldn't be very long. But uh, but it's the process of building it, you know, because the riffs are new and sometimes they don't really make sense. So Of course, yes. So, yeah. So once the, the, the drawing is there, it's, it's Yeah, and mind. once we've practiced it, you know, again and again, it's like after that yeah it's just it's it's sitting there it's heavy and we could do it uh while while not thinking about it i guess well i'm stoked for the new stuff for sure i've, I've loved what, it will what be different out. yeah i think we want to build like we still want to do extreme shit but with that we want to build like longer songs like a few longer songs take us on a voyage a few different yeah. moods uh, but but still do the the extreme shit i mean it's still going to be terrible i wouldn't want to scare anybody away <laughs> yeah it's going to be doom for 3 hours <laughs> there's going to be five riffs <laughs> and four symbols yeah exactly so no 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 but but yeah we when we sat down uh, we said yeah if we're going to do something we're not going to do the exact same thing we already did. It's it's gonna sound like I'm a bit a lot, definitely. But we want to add something else to it. Just yeah, man, a little bit of converge and a little bit of everything, you know. Shout out to Yuri once again. He's finally got his life back on track. Yeah, after his time spent in prison, hard time. So now he's got Unhuman back and rolling. Yeah, I'm so excited for it. Tell me about that. Where is that project at right now? Well, um, Kevin brought me the the click tracks for the for the pre prod, and uh, I haven't played bass in four years. <laughs> you have bass this year. I see. I them, actually though. sold my fucking seven string bass to Alex uh, Alex Eber, and then. Uh, 
but I always borrowed it from him. <laughs> just that. for shows or for recording? Uh, no, just for playing. And um, and he made me a deal the other day. That I would get. I would get my bass back. But yeah, so now I'm working on. Yeah, it's right there. I'm working on. Uh, I recorded uh, in one day. I recorded one uh, one song. After fucking four years of not playing, and th these are complicated songs. <laughs> yeah, Yuri doesn't write straight. Fucking, yeah, and, and I mean, it, th these are, are bass lines that I've already written back then. Okay, so this is a continuation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, uh, we played these songs live, you know, oh, just never okay. recorded them. But it's, to, to me, it's much better than what was done on the first record. It's... It's fucking cre it's out of this world. It's not just extreme. It's so well written, like all the strings, the two guitars, the fucking bass, the the drums, everything. It it it's it has a better flow. It's so that's why I was like, yeah, okay. I would I don't want to die without recording that album. Like really I've I've worked hard, man. When when I bought that seven string bass, I didn't play bass. <laughs> I just I had money. I'm like, fuck yeah. What how, how, did, how did you end up in Unhuman? I don't remember the story. Well, I bought that bass and um, Yuri was coming to my place. That was over 10 years ago. Yuri this is after you lived in St. Yeah. Yeah. I went to work in Calgary uh, and then when I came back, I got an apartment in Montreal and then I bought that bass. And then one day he was coming to my place to pick me up to do some vocals on Porno Coma. And when he got in my place, he looked at that bass. He's like, fuck, man, what is that monster? I'm like, yeah, man. I bought a seven-string bass. He goes, yeah, can you play it? I'm like, yeah. I learned a few Primus songs here and there. And I started playing it. And he's like, fuck, we need a bassist. You're going to do it. I'm like, dude, you're crazy. <laughs> and I accepted. Yeah, sure. It's a nice challenge. Uh, so he had already uh, some bass tracks were recorded for the first album. And uh, I slept. I fuck. I the first one I learned was Chaotic Equilibrium, which is, dude, it's just crazy. You can't learn that shit. I don't ever want to play that thing again. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's fun when you know it, but it's a very stressful thing to do. <laughs> so yeah, I was sleeping at that time with the bass lines in my, in my ears. In my ears. Not too loud, just to fucking. I would wow. do that for like a month, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, I learned. I learned the songs, and then I uh, I recorded one too, and and then I started writing my. I, that's the deal I had with Yuri. I'm gonna say like I, I have a few things. If you want me to play bass first, you're gonna hear me. Like I, I'm not gonna be this fucking background bitch just to uh, just, just to rumble. To be another yeah. guy on stage, and I'm gonna write my my things like. Of course, we can sit together and you can throw me some ideas and shit, but I'm I'm doing my shit. I'm not. No way. No way. I'm going to I'm going to fucking make a record of somebody uh, covering uh, someone. Nah. So, yeah. And and man, props to him. He let me uh, he let me write some primus fucking riffs on death metal crazy riffs man <laughs> i was a huge fan I, i've always loved unhuman so i'm super 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 stoked yeah we did a few shows together yes we did fucking sick man yeah that one in twaggy that was pretty cool i remember i think it's the first time we played man i think so i think so it was a bit it was actually it was a bit of a horrible show if i remember correctly yeah well, uh, we didn't get paid <laughs> <laughs> obviously <laughs> but there was good people there yeah exactly no no i had fun playing it was the only part where it was there was Cool, hanging out with you guys, yes, and playing. But the rest, fuck. I went to take a shit. The first one we got into the bar, 
I went and I sat in the toilet and I had this fucking uh, hungover fucking shit, you know? Like, yes, yes, yes. I, know, I know them and very then, well. I look at the f- <laughs> no toilet paper. Of course. And I'm like alone in my area. I'm like, hey, oh. I, I, I didn't have my cell phone, nothing. I was like, fuck, man. I'm not going to, I'm not wiping with my hand and I need my socks. I, <laughs> I, I stay there for like half an hour and then the guy from the bar uh, finally heard me and went and got me some brown paper and I'm like, fuck, man, this is going to be a beautiful night. Huge shout out <laughs> to Rock Bar the Stage. <laughs> yeah. And but Rough Bar the Stage. <laughs> In Trois-Rivières. Is it Trois-Rivières or Saint-Madeleine? It's Saint-Madeleine. Saint uh, yeah. yeah, but Saint-Madeleine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What a lovely place. <laughs> Matt, thank you so much letting me come here. Man, it's Dr- my pick pleasure. Pick your brain. Anytime. Drinking some craft beer with me. We're going to keep hanging out, but not with you guys listening. Cheers. All right, cheers. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. I had such a good time with Matt here that night. It's always good to to hang out with uh, fellow Montreal metalheads. We grew up in the same scene. It is nice to see how we have all blossomed. Much love and respect. And if you do not know Terra Mobile, it is a band that you absolutely should check out. I hope you're all safe. I hope that you are managing to get through social isolation. If you ever need anything, reach out to a friend, hang out with people. There are many ways that you can still connect with people. Come out and hang out tomorrow at the Vox and Hops Thirsty Thursday Virtual Hang. It's always a blast, and you are invited. This is me inviting you right now. I hope you guys have a good rest of the week. There's one more episode coming at you this week, and it's going to be on Friday. Don't miss it. Much love and respect. And until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hopsets. Hey, you. Do you have any plans this year? Ha! How's that going? Do you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, and my good friends, Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony, also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at 2 020-D.com, soundtalentmedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app.